This episode of Tech News Day is brought to you by Calm. It's a new year and a... (laughs) (laughs) The start of a new decade and we are now past the start date of some pretty substantial tech legislation that you should probably know about. We should probably start off with the most well-known and easily the most hated law relating to the tech world recently, COPPA. COPPA stands for the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and in case you're unaware, COPPA has been around since the late 90s. It's just that right now, specifically, it seems to be yet another prominent reason that YouTube is a terrible website that does nothing but just shoot itself in the foot. Yes, everyone that creates content for this platform seems to be terrified of this scary new law. And there's a lot of justification for that, but the issue isn't necessarily the fault of the law itself. Once again, it's YouTube's fault, baby. Mm -hmm. As we just mentioned, COPPA has been around for over 20 years, and the only reason that everyone's freaking out about it now is because YouTube just blatantly disregarded the law since its inception. (laughs) And now that they've been caught and fined $170 million for violating COPPA, all this time because yeah. they were gathering children's personal information so they could serve targeted advertisements to them. Now they've made a huge point to enforce the shit out of this law by putting all the responsibility onto the creators. Yes. And that trusty YouTube algorithm to just do all of the, the heavy lifting in being compliant. Yeah, they fucked Passing up. Passing the buck. <laughs> they fucked up. They got caught. They got fined. And now uh, the, the weight of it's on you. Yeah, you America, might not break the law. America, if you're a large, just like billion dollar, you know, S&P 500 company, mm-hmm. and you break a, a well-known law for two decades, yeah. you, and get you get caught, 1% of you your, can be yeah. like, whoa there, hold on. It's actually the users who are doing it. I think the people you want to talk to are these guys. Yeah. Well, anyways, because of all that, uh, on January 1st, which uh, I don't have, neither of us are wearing watches, uh, it was actually earlier than this week. Creators are now forced to indicate whether or not each video they upload could potentially be considered children's content. Well, that's been it, they've been rolling it out. For yeah, they a have been rolling it out. But as as of the first, it is uh, that's when they YouTube had to hit compliance. Mm-hmm. That was their date. They just didn't want to spring it on everyone all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our experience, this has been relatively seamless because it's safe to say that literally none of our videos are made for children. So it's just a box that we have to tick once and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. But just for good measure, and since we're past the initial 30 seconds of the video, here's a swear word. Shit. Doo-doo ass. <laughs> Where this enforcement gets tricky, though, is for the vast number of creators who aren't exactly sure whether their videos are made for children or not. And also what guidelines there are to define such a thing so they don't inadvertently lie about their video's target audience. Now, for creators who do, in fact, knowingly and purposely make content for children, blippy, this is definitely (laughs) going to affect them monetarily, as some reports have indicated, that the revenue that they generate through ads on the platform could drop by 60 to 90 percent, according to TubeFilter. But technically... They're dropping down to what they should have always received because YouTube should have never been targeting ads based on the acquired personal information of minors in the first place. Yes. So they got to ride that gravy train for years. Just get used to a certain lifestyle and a certain income. Yeah. You know? And then one day, we're, we're going to decide that you never actually should have been making that much in the first place. Yeah. So you be, you, you, we're going to give you like one or two months heads up. Yeah. Our- Sell the house now. Our uh, our ignoring this entire law set up so many channels for uh, just making all the money. And, and, to, and the, all the people that ran these channels were like, well, obviously I'm not breaking any laws because YouTube would have things in place to stop me from doing this. Yeah. 
You would think. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So where things start to get confusing and downright scary for YouTubers, though, is the confusion as to whether or not they're compliant based on their video's intentions. Because there are certainly no shortage of creators who don't intend for their videos to be made for kids, but who could potentially violate the law because the FTC decides that despite their intentions, a video or multiple videos theirs were, I don't know, maybe marked incorrectly. And if that happens, those creators could be facing fines of over $42,000 per video. Yeah, there's a there's a sliding scale to you. They're like, all right, <laughs> obviously, if they're not making enough money to, like, if this would completely bankrupt them, we wouldn't mm -hmm. find them that much. But it is still scary because you click that thing in good faith, yeah, saying that, no, I didn't make this Minecraft video for kids, but the FTC is like, actually, we would consider that a video for kids. Now we're going to fine you for that. It's a, it's a hairy situation this to This is great in. for my new business, though, which I started over the break. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly run out of Pakistan, but I got a <laughs> warehouse full of Pakistani babies, yes. each with their own computer. And if I want to take out a YouTuber, I just make, yeah. it, make all the, my babies just watch all their videos, and boom, yeah, they're in done. violation. Get yeah. out of here. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that, that's a terrifying scenario to think of. I mean... Yeah, it's if you didn't mean for a video to be kids' content, yet the FTC decides decides that it is, and then decides to find you an amount of money that would financially ruin all but the most wealthy creators, that it sucks really, really bad. Now, examples that are frequently used often relate to gaming content, and specifically games that are enjoyed by children, like the previously mentioned Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite might fall into this. It, it, I'm confused because if the game is rated T for teen. Uh, then you should be in the clear, right? But kids yeah. under 13 are certainly watching Fortnite videos. I mean, Fortnite is, it's, it's, it's a game for babies. The, so, the, the yes. funniest part about all of this is that, like, imagine down at the FTC when they realize that they have to watch, like, a billion videos a month. That's the thing. Properly that, that's another aspect it. of this is there is, like, no indication they'll ever actually even attempt to enforce no. any of this. But on the off chance that they ever do, you don't want to be... In the, the one stuck holding the back. No, I think it'll probably be policed the same way that like radio and TV are, where yeah. people are would have to complain enough about one video, like parents yeah. complaining about one video, that it gets their attention. Because otherwise, I, yeah. it's just gonna be an impossible. Task. Like I'm pretty, I I believe a, a few FTC commissioners have even like gone on record, been just like, "There's no way to police." Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> completely unenforceable. Yeah, we inherited this law. It was written before any of this stuff even existed. And there's no way that they're gonna invest money. <laughs> into tracking this. They're just going to let YouTube's algorithm do what it does. Now, back to the gaming videos thing. Someone, anyone that makes videos like that, uh, they could upload their Minecraft gameplay and then not check that box and potentially have to face the ire of the Federal Trade Commission. Just put no babies allowed in your title. You just have to say fuck within the first, well, after 30 seconds, but... Just you... put the, the 18 with the X over it emoji <laughs> Yeah, you have to put the emoji titles. in all of yeah. them. Yeah. Now, another large group of creators that are justifiably worried about this whole thing are animators. If there's any left on the platform after the way that YouTube's fucked them for half a decade now, they're in trouble again. Because mm -hmm. it, it's pretty easy for morons to look at any animation and just automatically assume that it's made for kids, regardless of what the actual content consists of. And it seems like YouTube's attempt to self-police these COPPA regulations isn't going to be doing any favors for both gamers and animation channels because... As with everything else, they're relying on their algorithm to detect and analyze content to confirm whether or not it's targeted at children. As we all know, YouTube's algorithm is perfect in every way, and it rarely, if ever, makes mistakes. No. So 
we're all covered there. Yeah. Now, seriously, though, get ready to see a whole lot of posts and videos related to these issues in the coming months because uh, this thing is certainly going to be a huge mess for everyone involved, but mostly for creators because they're the ones that are going to get punished. Yeah, especially after I sick my Pakistani babies on them. Yeah, yeah. Look out. Watch out. Look out. Mm -hmm. Stay out of my way or I'm going to send the babies to your channel and ruin your life. Elliot, the content terrorist. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm not even doing it for profit. I'm doing it because I want to see the channels burn. Yes. We live in a society. Now, moving over to things that went into effect at the beginning of the year, which, again, was re Days ago, recently. Yeah. Uh, the CCPA, or the California Consumer Privacy Act, we'll keep this somewhat brief since it only directly pertains to Californians like us, yeah. surfs up, dude. But it also has the potential to reach consumers across the country because of how it will be implemented. The CCPA is fairly similar to what citizens of the European Union already have through the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, though the GDPR is much broader. Yes. The CCPA makes it so that consumers can, quote, demand companies disclose what data has been collected on them, request that companies delete their data, and stop businesses from selling their data to third parties. Great, right? Cool. Sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it also means that companies are going to have to make it more obvious which data they're collecting. Mm -hmm. Again, Thumbs up. Sounds good to me. Uh, the main stipulations here are that companies who are forced to abide by these rules have to have a gross annual revenue of more than $25 million and get more than 50% of their revenue from selling users' personal information or processes the personal information of at least 50,000 consumers, households, or devices per year. Uh, sounds like a lot on all of those fronts, all those little things you have to mark off, but... Uh, there's a lot of people on the internet, and a lot of people use a lot of websites, and yeah. a lot of websites are going to have to change. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I guess you might have to just stop tracking that stuff. Yeah. You might have to just not do it anymore. So, yeah, this is, as far as uh, the general consensus goes, obviously going to affect companies like Facebook, Google, uh, anyone that creates a smart device that's in your house. But it's also going to affect large retailers like Target and Walmart. These companies are also being forced to add links and or customer service phone numbers to websites and real retail locations that allow customers to indicate that they do not want them collecting and selling their personal data. I just want to see the back end of Target. Because Target, you might not know this, one of the most data-driven companies in the world. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the craziest thing is, like, people have... Uh, Target has, like, figured out that people are pregnant before they know Oh, yeah, we've reported pregnant. on that before, too. It's yeah. wild. So I would love to see, like... How they they also they figure out like people's you know menstrual cycles and shit. I, I would love to get like a look into how that fucking works. So the reason this extends to people that don't live in California is it's a lot harder for these very big websites to not just roll this out on yeah. uh, on a huge scale. It, it, just having it for one location based on IP address is a bit harder. So hopefully a lot of this spills over to the rest of the country. But a lot of websites already have it up. If you live in California, I yeah. saw a couple today while researching this, You there's literally a button that says, do not sell my personal data. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's also important to note, though, that the CCPA does not directly impose data security requirement requirements in this. But individual consumers can now sue companies who are hacked and have their data leaked or compromised. Which is great, right? You can now, if a company leaks your data, you can sue them, right? Great. But there's a provision in the act that protects these companies as long as they take the proper course of action to fix the vulnerabilities in a timely fashion. So probably not going to be a lot of lawsuits unless the, co the company is just very, very, very stupid and refuses to like comply. Like Yahoo. Yeah, sure. Well, it's, it's great for companies that uh, 
have data breaches and don't tell anyone for months on end. Yeah. Because then you would assume that's not repairing it in a timely fashion. That's true. Or informing their We consumers. already fixed it. Boom. That's why they got all their data breaches out in 2019 and 2018. Mm -hmm. Equifax was like, fuck, we got to sell this data ASAP. Let's pretend hackers stole it. Now, all in all, this is a good step forward for online privacy as long as more and more people are aware of it and take action when needed. But we also have a feeling that many of the multi-billion dollar companies that could and will be affected by this would just rather pay the fines and actually shift their business model significantly. Yeah. Also, there's like the claim, the obvious claim that, oh, this is stifling business growth. Too many regulations. Oh, God. But uh, hey, I think we can all appreciate this, especially if you watch this show and you see what we report on on a weekly basis in the world of tech. So, yeah. yeah. Now, before we get into the rest of the news for this week, it's time to calm down, take a deep breath. Let's just try to relax. Yeah. It's a new year. Mm -hmm. New year, new Let's me. Let's go into this new year feeling yeah. good. That's why this episode is sponsored by Calm. The beginning of a new year is an opportunity to create new habits to be our happiest, healthiest selves. And if you want to sleep better and feel less stressed, you need Calm. It's the easiest way to improve your mental and physical health and start your 2020 off right. Calm is the number one app for sleep, relaxation, and meditation. meditation. Calm has sleep stories, which are like bedtime stories, but for big boys and girls. <laughs> they can help you fall into a deep, natural sleep in minutes. And stories are narrated by iconic voices like LeVar Burton and Nick Offerman. I could listen to Nick Offerman sawing wood and talking to me mm -hmm. for hours. I won't need the sleep. Nick Offerman, please read me the manual to the new Craftsman tool set. Yeah, just, <laughs> just read me the, the, uh, the Bob Vila Sears How to Build a Kitchen manual. Perfect. Yeah, thanks. The Calm also offers soothing music from artists like Sam Smith, guided meditations, breathing exercises, and much more to help you de-stress. Right now, if you head to calm.com, I'll get the spelling out of the way right now, C-A-L-M dot C-O-M. And so calm.com slash tech, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. That is 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. And new content is added every week. So get started today at calm.com slash tech. That is calm.com slash tech. All right, wake the fuck up. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> New year, new me, <laughs> except uh, literally old me because I, like every year, I race to the finish line with as much food and alcohol as I could consume before giving yeah, it all up again on the first. But hey, you know. I gained back all, anything that I lost in December by trying to do intermittent fasting. That'll happen. Yeah. But, hey, it was fun. Yeah. I had a great time eating I, all that food. I ate a lot of delicious food and mm -hmm. alcohol. Yes. Back to the news. Some more tech stories from this short but important week. Another win on the regulation front in 2020 comes from a story that we covered extensively last year, which involved companies like TurboTax doing their best to hide their options for free tax filing services. Mm -hmm. Now, according to the new free file agreement, companies will no longer be able to hide their free file landing pages from organic search results. And they'll also have to make sure that there is a link on their sites that directs taxpayers to the IRS free file website at the earliest feasible point in the preparation process if those people don't qualify for that, for that company's member-provided free file service. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, they can no longer attempt to hide the free file options that are available for people who make less than $69,000 a year. Nice. And every time we talk about this, people are like, what are you talking about? They have the free, it's like, it's not, Again, not it's the same. Their free file and the free file that is actually yeah. free is different. The IRS they, mandated one yeah. has diff, it, it's basically for people who are very poor. The turbo, not, very, not very poor, 69,000 a year or less. 
They can use oh, okay. this one, yes. Yeah, well, but yeah. they branded a free file one on their website. But it's different. Was, it's yes. like it's like you have to have one W two job, and if you yeah. have any, if you own stock, if you have student loans, if you have anything, you don't actually qualify for that. And then they're like, oh well, I guess you got to pay, even though that's we'll not the really case. Easy. Just give us some money. The government forced them to set up this free file thing, and then they're like, sure, and then they just hit it away. And the only way to get it until now, apparently, was through the IRS website. And so yeah. now, and, but they, they had have to put to links on it, but they would hide the links. They wouldn't appear in search results. They had to do a bunch of other stuff. It, yeah, it would be like on page six of the FAQ. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, mm, these, these greedy, greedy yeah. companies. Well, hopefully it'll be a lot easier for people to find now. So yeah, there you go. Still not as good as um, just the IRS offering. Uh, <laughs> we just, know what you make. We're yeah, taking the tax. They know everything. Yeah. They already know. Mm -hmm. Just let me fucking put the information into the IRS website. Beep, bop, boop. Done. Yeah. Well, in other news, it looks like Spotify is following in the footsteps of Twitter by just outright putting a stop to all political ads on its ad-supported tier leading up to the 2020 election. <laughs> I didn't know they had political ads. Yeah, what? they do. If you Well, do you play, pay for premium? or? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Pores. Of course. <laughs> What's it like listening to ads in between music? Well, but like Spotify's ads, the, the most... Usually their ads are for themselves. Yeah, it's, hey, it's you maddening. Tired? <laughs> you tired of uh, me breaking into every yeah. uh, album and saying they, hey, you need to buy our service? Well, buy the service. Yeah. No, but uh, they've they've uh, pivoted into podcasting in a very big way, and okay. obviously that's very ad supported. And they have exclusive podcasts. Okay. Uh, so they they've <laughs> I've seen like uh, my wife doesn't have a premium one, uh, so she just uses mine. My fucking shit's all messed up now. You can I get got, the family plan. Good deal. It's five dollars extra though. Is it worth the hassle? Anyways, uh, I've seen ads on, on Spotify. So, yes. Uh, anyways, the, no more political ads, if there even were any. So, you're, like, in the middle of listening to some fucking, like, chill, like, fucking have, Bob Marley or something, and then he's like, this is President Trump. The <laughs> Democrats want the Mexicans to climb over the wall and kill your baby. Stop the witch hunt. Stop the witch Head hunt. Trump no break, quo, quo. <laughs> Go anyways... <laughs> Listen, here's some, here's some John Lennon. Back to the music. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, so they're stopping that. Good. Which is good. Uh, in a statement to AdAge, uh, the company said that, quote, at this point in time, we do not yet have the necessary level of robustness in our process, systems, and tools to responsibly validate and review this content. Which also means if you're a company that needs to advertise somewhere, Spotify is not looking, as long as it's not political. Look, guys, <laughs> a, lot of th a lot of things are going to slip through the cracks here. We have no possible way of actually vetting the ads that show up on our platform. There could be fucking child pornography there. We wouldn't know. Yeah. There could be some real bad shit. Gambling. We rely anything. on our users to let us yeah. know. Just like the FTC and YouTube. We rely on the users to let yeah. us know if something offends them in, Look, their, in their ad feeds. Through the beauty of our legal system, it's not our responsibility. So just, I What's don't know. What's weird about this is like most of the ads that I've seen on Spotify are like... Through pretty big companies, they obviously have a sales team who's selling this. Like, if you get a thing from, like, a super PAC, it, it, it should be easy for them to just, like, ah, well, I'm a human. Let me just yeah. watch this. Considering they're spending potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars on these ads. You would think. I should probably give it a once over. Just, I got a whole warehouse full of Pakistani babies <laughs> who can look look at these ads and vet them for you, Spotify. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it continues. Uh, we will reassess this decision as we continue to evolve our capabilities. They also indicate that this policy will cover, quote, political organizations such as candidates for office, elected and appointed officials, super PACs, nonprofits, and political parties. And that it, quote, also removes content that advocates for or against political entities and legislative or judicial outcomes. 
So very broad stroke. And, Good. Which is great if they if they really don't have the capability to monitor all of it. Yeah. I feel like Spotify in particular doesn't have the same problems as Facebook. Uh, and Twitter and YouTube, where it's anyone not a can go on. Network. Well, anyone can go on and buy an ad through there. I, yeah. I would assume that Spotify has an ad department and isn't just using like Google AdWords or something. But I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Doesn't sound it like they're. Sounds to me like Spotify could be a great test case for yeah. actually betting this kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, who the fuck am I? Anyway, Spotify. They also added that they will not, however, police third-party ads that run on podcasts that it hosts. Good. Which, it makes a lot of sense because those are sold through the shows themselves. And that would be a huge PR problem for Spotify if they even attempted to do so. And they've already admitted that they can't because they're not going to sit and listen through a bunch of podcasts yeah. to see if they're... Although Spotify really does have uh, a company within the Spotify brand mm-hmm. who uh, the has, has emailed us a bunch of times, mm. never responded. But they, they do the same thing that... All the other big ad companies, they, they oh, do they, you want to be a partner or something? Yeah, like it's like a partnership program. So uh, it wouldn't. We should sign up for that. Well, we don't get enough views on. Spotify. Last podcast on the left recently signed with them. Yeah, exclusively. Uh, but exclusively. that was like a, a totally like. Well, I'm assuming, but I would assume a paid up front plus guarantee yeah. kind of structure. Not so they are a player. If they really wanted to swing their dick, Spotify could come down on those ads, but it still would be a PR nightmare. Yeah. Well, yeah. now, well, luckily they're not policing it because we just enjoy, endorsed uh, a regulation, two regulations yeah. uh, in this episode alone. So thanks for not listening. Spotify. We are trying to swing regulations. <laughs> but moving yeah. on to some less serious tech stories. Remember last January where the hottest trend online was kids eating Tide Pods? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was stupid and a almost entirely fake trend. In fact, more old people ate the Tide Pods than the children did. Yes, they did. But uh, it gave the boomers months of ammunition for pointless mockery. Oh, ha, ha, Tide, the kids eating Tide Pods. Says the Tide Pod generation. Yeah. Uh, well, it's January 2020, baby. A year has passed, and apparently the pods... Was it... Le- what? I feel like it was more than that. It was more January 2019 that Tide Pods happened, buddy. What? You didn't even remember Jussie Smollett. I think it was longer than that, but I may be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, apparently the pods the kids are eating have evolved. Because instead of eating up a bunch of cheap laundry detergent, kids with discerning tastes are now opting to eat up the finer pods in life. Yes. Apple AirPods, to be exact. Because a seven-year-old who just received some... Fuck. A seven-year-old that had received AirPods for Christmas. I need these AirPods. Who, like, fucking can't even read, probably. They decided the best course of action would be to toss that fucker in his mouth. And whoops, there it goes right down into his baby stomach. (laughs) Yeah. Good job, parents. This kid did nothing wrong. This kid yeah. did what he was programmed to do. It was their do. grandparent, and they wanted to make the child happy. Uh, the the old AirPods, which I, I don't know if these are the AirPods Pro Max or whatever they're called, they they have gone down in price, and it, you know it's a style symbol. You want to you know starting you get back from winter break to school, everyone wants to see what everyone got for Christmas. This kid's like, <laughs> put your ear up against my stomach. Anyway, the kid is going to be fine, which is good. He's just going to have to shit out the AirPod. <laughs> yeah, that's what doctors said. Just shit it out in a couple days. The doctors uh, were like, it, this too will pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, rinse it off. You got yourself that's, a perfectly good AirPod. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask uh, at the end of this to the audience watching. But uh, uh, Yeah, would you? Uh, I mean, they're not cheap. Uh, but, yeah, he was reportedly scared of accidentally connecting to his phone and having the device start playing music inside of him. <laughs> they should have done it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so here, here's the question. Do you scoop up the AirPod out of the toilet bowl, clean it off, and then continue using it? 
They are expensive. Yeah, even but children they're... are already disgusting. This is like yeah. barely anything. Well, Apple's probably going to send them some. Get some isopropyl iPads. alcohol. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, would you be uh, if this happened to you? Would you be curious enough to actually try to play music through your stomach if it's down there and could connect? I want to see how it feels. Probably yeah. wouldn't be able to feel. Put on some bassy music. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh we put on some uh, drum and bass. It'll some move brown note. Yeah. Get out. yeah, that might be a great like constipation treatment. Use a you know yeah. a disposable little speaker that you swallow and it plays a bunch Rumble of brown notes and then it's like oh yeah there it comes. It would be cool to like when you're actually like shitting it out to have it play a song like a <laughs> like a log speaker that just <laughs> plops down. <laughs> If you like pina colada, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but like you can like kind of like kind of like squeeze it out and get the so it's like. And you do like EDM and so you time it so like it drops. It's like. Yeah, bum 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 bum. It's great. It's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Well, this kid just wants to get it out of him. So yeah, we'll wait till a person of age actually swallows it, so they can make the content and not get arrested by the FTC. Yeah. So because then you're gonna get hit for playing the music on YouTube as well. That's true. Copyright violation. It's a big hornet's nest. You don't want any part of that. No. Anyways, uh, remember Y2K? Why? I remember it like it was yesterday. How long ago could that have been? It was last January. (laughs) No, Y2K was the year 2000, and we do remember it. It was when everyone thought that the world was going to end because computers couldn't possibly handle switching over from 1999 to 2000. The world was going to plunge into darkness. Every scrape of data would be lost forever. Nukes would launch. We'd all have to live in underground bunkers forever. Obviously, that didn't happen. But the spirit of Y2K lives on in 2020 because when the clock struck midnight, the dozens of copies of WWE 2K20 that are still being played around the world, they went dark. <laughs> gamers, gamers awoke on the dawn of a new decade to discover that a simple date change had completely broken their wrestling game. And uh, by the way, the only way to fix it, you go into your console system settings and you change the date back to a day in the year 2019. Oh my god. It's a, it's a hilarious glitch for a game that was already riddled with hilarious glitches, and it was the ultimate prank. You can't play a 2K20 game in the year 2K20. Fucking nice going, 2K. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to help you. This game is hot trash. Like, why are you, you still playing this? We're doing you a favor. Uh, to be fair, 2K games, they were quick to fix the game via a patch, but it is, it's incredible that this was even a thing in the first place. It's the most short-sighted thing because it was released, yeah. what, four months ago? Speaking of actual Y2K, there was some, I, I saw some great posts over the last couple of weeks of like people being like, you know, everyone was saying like Y2K was going to be the end of the world. And then we ended up fine. So like, why should I listen to these climate scientists? It's probably the same thing. And then just like a bunch of fucking IT people who were like, like 40 or 50 years old now were like jumping onto these threads being like, we spent all of 1999 like working 80 hour weeks trying yeah. to fix this shit. That's why nothing happened because people worked their asses you off to fix it. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't alarmist. Like it would have been bad. We yeah. just fixed it before it became the problem that it could have become. Nah, they just did it so they could sell Y2K compliant computers. <laughs> oh, you think you think I uh, what? You, oh, cuz you want me to go out and Get rid of my beautiful compact computer. It's yeah. all in one. It's got the speakers on the monitor. It's just planned obsolescence. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
Well, anyways, uh, Y2K was fun. Yeah. Anyways, we will have a new podcast out where we talk about our holiday breaks and a ton of other stuff coming up soon. So make sure you head to our Patreon page, sign up so you can hear all of the exclusive podcasts we've already done and uh, all the ones that we're going to do this year. Thank you again if you're a patron. Uh, mm-hmm. Really excited to get the decade started. And can't yeah. wait for 2030 where we're still doing this show. Of course. <laughs> where gravity will certainly have taken its toll by then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, Elliot, I will have the beard. You'll be clean shaven, full head of hair. I'll be bald. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Which direction is gravity moving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Constantly twirling, twirling. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we don't want to be obsolete by then. So yeah, head there uh, if if you want, and uh, we'll have a podcast up for you pretty soon. In the meantime, yeah. uh, we have two episodes, two very specific episodes for you to watch: uh, the weekly weirds worst of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, right up over here, and of course, the worst in gaming awards, the Tugs Awards. Yeah, that's uh, like uh, that's two full hours of negativity. If yeah, you, if you manage to miss it, don't go out to the movies. Check it out. Yeah. Watch two hours of our show. Yeah. Uh, also, Uncut Gems is one of the best movies I've seen all year. Well, I guess I saw it before two th- thousand twenty, so of last year. Yeah, last year. It's such a last year movie. Definitely see it in theaters. Anyways, glad to be back. Here's the twenty twenty. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.